Thank you for listening to another episode of the Notice Qualifications Podcast. Today we have another retro review um, on our road to Extreme Rules 2020, and this review will be for ECW's One Night Stand 2005. Um, this takes place in Hammerstein Ballroom, June 12, 2005, with the attendance of 2,500. And um, on your commentators, you have Joey Styles, McFoley, and interviewers Joel Gertner. Joey Styles. Oh my God! Yeah. So, uh, memories of the show yeah. before we watched it? Uh, I remember it being very, very good. Uh, and and uh, I was living with my dad at the time. Very, I had to beg him to buy it. And I was like, come on, man, because that thing cost, I think it was like $40. It wasn't 60 like all the other ones, but it's 40 But I had to get it live because it's ECW. And then, and now watching it, not what I remember, because I, I remember it being a lot more extreme. Yeah. So it, it wasn't. There was no blood until the end, except for the Eddie getting busted up in the hard way. I've never watched all the way through until today, yeah. and um, it was it was fine. I've seen clips of it. It was yeah. fine, but um, it it was it was interesting. That's for sure. It was definitely interesting. Yeah. The the best part I remember is that it was it was extreme championship wrestling it wasn't uh, WWE CW it was mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't PG rated it was very MA uh, yeah the of course the network that we just rewatched it on they bleep out the F word and I can tell you that live they did not do that it was uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was not bleeped at all so it was it was very very extreme except for the violence part it was a lot less violence than I remember. Yeah, normally it's T T V M A for L V and it was just for L. Yeah. Um so the first match tonight is Lance Storm versus um Lionheart Chris Jericho. And uh Storm's accompanied to the ring by Don Marie. Oh Don. Um I thought it was a great match. Yeah. Um middle of the match we had Chris Candido, um chance uh, breaking out and like I said, I yeah. had only seen Chris Candido with the Bygonas. He's a guy that you, if you ever get a chance, just uh, kind of go on the network and search Chris Candido because he he was actually extremely talented. Um, not like Lance Storm. Like Lance Storm was very, very, very underrated. Um, and saying that if he didn't have the personality of a two by four, yeah, then he would he would have gone pretty far. But. Uh, I thought it was really interesting um, that they did that because, from what I do know, um, Lance Storm and Chris Candido were tag team partners back in yes. ECW. Um, so it, I thought it was great. Um, Jericho locked in the walls of Jericho. Don Marie interrupted when she got on the ropes. And then um, Jericho leans over the ropes and gets smacked with the uh, Kindo. With the Kindo stick by. It was just incredible and um, Jason Incredible. Yes, that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, also interesting that it opened up the show because Lance Storm and Chris Jericho, both of their first matches were together with each other in uh, Canada when they when they were training. So their, their, their first pro yeah. match was together. So they came into the business together, and they trained together. They're kind of like a less close edging Christian. Okay. Yeah, very cool. Um, the crowd was extremely hot from the job. Yes. Like, it was extremely... That's an ECW crowd. Yeah, I guess you could probably just have the Easter Bunny come out. It would have been hot either way. I mean, that's the way... That's the reason why I I like the NXT crowd. 
is because the NXT crowd reminds me of ECW. They're yeah. always hot. They boo. They cheer. And there's really no silence. It's it's very cool. And they have the chants and everything. They have their own little chants. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so I give it a four bells out of five. Yeah, I gave it a four as well. Because it was um, very... I thought very it was really awesome. good. Yeah. Um, our next match of the night is super crazy. Well, first, before, the, before our match, we have the tribute to... Um, the Fallen Heroes. Yeah. Yes. Um, ECW's Fallen Heroes. Sorry, not not soldiers. <laughs> I, I I know some. I knew some of them. I obviously Chris Candido, um, Big Dick Dudley. Yeah, Big uh, Dick Dudley. There was a lot of them, and we're well, not really a whole lot, but it was like there was a few of them in there that I'm like, no one's gonna know who that is. If they would have taken the time to do everyone from ECW, they said, oh wow, um, it would probably be thirty minutes of the show. Yeah, it's yeah, it was. I mean. They didn't really have none of the huge, huge, huge stars except for Chris Candido had died in two thousand five. Yeah. So I mean, we 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 lost yes. a lot more. Yet, yet. Um. So, this is also the start of once again our dead wrestler count. Yeah. And um, we got quite a few for this show. Yeah. Um. So we have Tajiri versus uh, Little Guido versus Super Crazy in a three way dance. The um, international three-way dance. Yeah, international. Yeah, you're right. I can't miss that part. International. <laughs> it was. Uh, I I really loved the match. Um, I liked. I, I liked it, it, but considering who was in the match, especially Super Crazy Tajiri, it could have been a lot better. I mean, yeah. they were they were basically spot monkeys the entire time. Yeah. Super Crazy had a moonsault off of the balcony, the which was a good spot. Yeah. Overused the moon moonsault a lot. There, there. Super Crazy did that. He was he Perfect. used the moonsault about as much as the young bucks use a super kick. Oh, so every two seconds. Yeah. yeah, super crazy was very impressive, but he did use it. He he spammed that that moonsault a lot. Um. So we have, um, it was it was fine. Super crazy won just yeah. off based off the moonsault again. Yeah. Um, I mean it wasn't gonna stand out. I gave it three bells out of five. I think I gave it. I think I gave it like two and a half. Because it, it was a lot... I mean, I like spots, but I don't like spot monkey work. Yeah. It's just spot after spot after spot. A spot to get to the next spot. I don't like that. Yeah, the only reason I gave it the three is just because... Um, just because of the the moonsault off the balcony. That's the, that's the only reason. Cool. Um, so, the next match we have is Psychosis versus Rey Mysterio. Um, Psychosis. Cicosis. The guy called him Cicosis. It, it was okay. It definitely could have been better. They've had much better matches in WCW. And I, and I don't remember that match being as bad as it was. I blame Cicosis. Yeah. Uh, he just was not on it tonight. No, not at all. He wasn't. And, I mean, it's been... We're three matches in, and not once have I heard... Styles say, "Oh my God!" And like no, nothing's happening. He didn't even say it during the moonsault off the back. You would think, now that I think about it. Now that I think about it. He didn't. I'm like, that's messed up. Um, really, nothing happened. You know, it was okay. Rey Mysterio was he, it's great. Um, his um, West Coast pop was always blows my mind. It's not the seated senton catch. It's it's way better than doing the seated senton. You you did, you said something during the during the uh, the match that actually really didn't dawn on me until you said it. In that, when you watch Rey Mysterio, 
sometimes you're like, man, that dude's the best wrestler in the world. Yeah. And sometimes it's, eh. Yeah. And like, it's, and I, that's a, you know, you go back, you watch Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio, you're like, man, that's the best wrestler in the world, but you kind of watch him You watch him with psychosis, and you're like, like eh. Hey, yeah. Think about that. And then I was like, you know what? You're right. He is like that. Yeah, it was a rough showing. I gave it a two out two point five. By the way, Rey Mysterio won. Yeah. But I gave it a two point five out of uh, yeah. out of out of five. Uh, it, it just wasn't two point five as well. It's like, uh, it wasn't good enough. And I mean, I see psych- I see psychosis coming out, and I get excited, and then I see Rey Mysterio. I get more excited. I'm like, dude, I remember this match being awesome, and I'm watching it like, this is not what I remember. But uh, so the next we have the SmackDown Crusaders come out. Um, ooh. I didn't really like any of the segments until uh, until Paul Heyman comes out later on. But he comes out and you know, the crowd's chanting at him. Um, and this is the kids' podcast, but he said some stuff that was inappropriate. The 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 crowd was saying some inappropriate things as well. And then um, Kringle wanted to scream, "Your mother taught me how," and it was just really awkward. Yeah. I don't know. You do things to phalluses is what they were saying. Yeah. He was saying, you suck. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But, um, but did you, I mean, my thing on that was the crew he bought out, brought out. It was Kurt Angle. Mark Jindrak. (laughs) Jindrak, of all people. Uh, Matt Morgan. Matt Morgan. uh, Carlito. Carlito. He did bring out Carlito, and I marked for Carlito. (laughs) And... Orlando Jordan, the Orlando Jordan and JBL. Yeah, but you know, I, I don't know. I think I surprised you a little when I marked out for Carlito, because <laughs> I mean I'm marked for Carlito. I think the greatest amount of love I ever had for Carlito was the WrestleMania 24 Money in the Bank ladder match. Oh my god, dude! I had some serious love for him then. He's he Carlito was one of my favorites. Like he was, I mean, almost like. Like, I mean, not on the Eddie level, but he was Rey Mysterio level for me. Yeah. Like, I mean, his, his bravado, spitting the apple in people's faces, you know, I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. It's, it's like, it's I cool. love it, dude. I love that guy. And then he got in the ring. God, dude, he was so special. Um, next, we have RVD and Bill Alfonso um, doing, doing their promo, saying he, he wants to wrestle tonight. He wishes he could be out here. He's not the same guy in the WWE that just says whatever and dude. That was great. Um, way to way to like break the fourth wall, but kind of go. It's it's yeah. it's character development. We like it. Um, and then that resulted in Rhino goring him. Yeah. And then we're set up to the impromptu match between Rhino and Sabu. Yeah. I, I, he had a he tore his meniscus and his ACL. Or I think, I think maybe something like that. Um, I have personally tore ACL, MCL, and LCL. And you would not be able to take a rhino gore if you had had surgery on that. Because he's like, oh, I have, I've had surgery. Like He may have had surgery after, but there's yeah. no way he had surgery. Yeah, he took the gore and then he did a... Um, and he was stomping on his, he was stomping on his knee too. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. Um, the match was okay. Yeah, it was. It was, it was nothing I'm gonna write home about. Well, it was um, Sabu came out there, and it was Sabu and Rhino, and this like people can say Sabu was one of the greatest wrestlers all they want, but 
go search for some of his matches. And I can, out of the million he's had, I can maybe count the good ones on two hands. Yeah. It's, he was always by, it was like Sandman. I'm going to use a weapon. That was it. That was it. Weapons and botches. Yeah. Um, there were a few good moments. Um, Van Damme did the Van Daminator. And then he did the Arabian Skull Crusher. Yeah, that was, yeah, he held Rhino down so he could hit him with the Arabian Skull, skull Crusher through the table. Yeah. It's like, okay. Um, so that was like, that that, was cool. that's the most ECW had gotten so far. Yeah. Um, I, I, let me see what I gave it. I don't. I think I gave it a three. I gave it a three as well. Yeah, I gave it a three for the table spots and the speech that RVD gave beforehand. Because his, hey Alfonso, you remember when I had a vocabulary that was more than just dude and whatever? I that was really good. That. Yeah, he totally he went and he, oh and the uh, thing that we both loved was um, I don't have a creative genius writing for me yeah. right now. That's beautiful. It was really good, beautiful. really good. Yeah. Um, the next match we have first we have the Rock Crusaders. They come out. That's Eric Bishop Bischoff, um, Snitsky, our boy Coach, and Edge, Edge Christian, Tomko, La Resistance. William Regal. And on the article I'm looking at, now we know who was there, but the article we're looking at completely left out Maven. <gasps> so, How uh, dare they? <laughs> I know. Good thing we have our notes, though, yeah, right? Um, but the next match was Chris Benoit versus Eddie Guerrero. By the way, I, out, I, I just want to say, yeah, I already told you this when we were watching yeah. it, but this is my favorite Eddie Guerrero theme. The theme of. Uh, like the phone rings up. Yeah. Can you feel the heat? Oh, it's freaking fire. He's, and then as he's walking out, I'm like, I'm not even really paying attention. But as he's walking out, you said something's not right. Yeah. And we actually had to look it up. He was we, mad. We looked it up. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing: Eddie and Ray are having a, a blood feud. They're having a blood spur right now. This is this is World War Three for them. They're upset. And Eddie's saying storyline. Yeah, they're they're in storyline yeah. right now. And Eddie is telling Eddie finds out that Benoit's gonna go over, and he says. Look, I'm a red hot heel right now. Benoit's not really doing anything. Why would I take the pin in this match? I'm already gonna be losing to Ray throughout this feud. I don't I don't think it's wise. And they're like, Paul, who's booking the show, Paul Hammond's booking the show, you're doing it. Yeah. So Eddie Guerrero is already upset. He's in he's he's not here for it, right? And you have Benoit who's just like, let's just have this match, let's do it. I mean, like Benoit's really gonna argue he's going over. But let me let me ask you this one though. Like he 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 pretty much throws the match. He's like he doesn't care. He's gonna throw it. He does, he's gonna sandbag the match. Yeah. Basically. Now, this, let's. I'm gonna say put yourself in Eddie's place. If you're gonna sandbag against somebody, are you gonna sandbag against Benoit? I mean, the, per, this is pre pre. You pre- don't pre- know what he's about to do. Okay, I being in Eddie's shoes, I know how close me. Me and Benoit are. Yeah. So I'm sure Eddie's thinking, okay, this is one underneath the bridge, which at the end of the match he says, I owe you one. So yeah. he's kind of like, oh, but that oh, death like, stare, dude. No no pun intended. That death stare. Yeah, Benoit was not kidding. He's known for working stiff, known for being a a uh, a perfectionist. Yeah. And he hates it when he has a bad match. And you're going to come in there and sandbag against one of the, if not, sorry for people who hate what he did, if not, the greatest wrestler of all time, you're going to go in there and sandbag him. Well, this is, I think this is a thing. I mean, they, they said it in the article we read about this. 
Um, after this match, Eddie just left. Eddie was like, I'm not staying for the festivities. I'm not staying for the celebration. He wasn't at I'm the out. end. And, uh, I mean, that's Eddie's dedication to his character. Yeah. Even though he was upset, he was doing the stoic thing that he had been doing for a few weeks where he yeah. didn't come out in a low rider. He just yeah, walked he out. Shit. Nothing. He just, yeah. Which is sad because I we get to see Eddie as a face for yeah. a little while afterwards. Yeah, he before shortly, he dies. He dies shortly after this paper. So it it's tough. Yeah. Eddie's always been my favorite. Absolutely. And you expect a five star classic from Benoit and Eddie. And there's really not any notes about the match, honestly. Um, Eddie yes. taps out to the crossface. It wasn't. Great um, there are a few things that they commentators said like uh, yeah. you either tap or he's gonna break your neck. Oh my. Yeah. Um, what else we say? Oh, uh, uh, the, he called the headbutt the suicide headbutt. Yeah. It has never been called the suicide exactly. headbutt. Um, and then, like, later on, I want to go ahead and hit out since we're talking about it. And then later on, when uh, he's, doing, he's going to do the headbutt on Eric Bischoff, and, and Steve also says, kill him. Yeah. It's like, God, dude. Yeah, dude, dude. Hindsight, hindsight. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, also, Eddie was super upset because the whole crowd the whole time was just chaining towards oh, yeah, the raw guys. That would like, piss me off. Yeah. Um, I give the match a 1.5 out of 5. I think I give it a 2 just because it is two of my absolute favorites of all time. See, the only reason I gave it a 1.5 yeah. um, is just because it's Eddie and Chris. Yeah. I I despise Chris Benoit as a human being. Yeah, of course. He was always one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah, he still is. Eddie is yeah. by far number one for me. Yeah. Um, but I gave it a one point five. It just. <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna real quick. You're gonna hear some clicking. I'm gonna write something because of the fan class and later. I'm gonna write down my team because you're gonna go first, and I guarantee you we get a lot of the same people. Alright, alright. Um, so our next match is Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka. Um, I thought this was really good. Um, I thought it was really, really, really good. That was a good match. Um, oh, yeah. it, it was extreme, <laughs> and that's what we wanted. So a lot of, it makes you cringe, a lot of unprotected headshots. Oh, man. Shit these two guys. Yeah. Um, it was good, though. Um, it was it was good. Mike Awesome is, has one of the best power bombs in the business. Oh yeah, it's it's a drop power bomb. It's uh, kind of like the Nash's uh, yeah Nash's Jack Jack yeah yeah. And um, Tanaka just looked like like a, a beast taking all those chair shots to the head, even though it's so Sanity. stupid to do that. Um, great match though. It was a great match. I um I gave it I gave it. Let me see here. I gave it three out of five. Um, it wasn't my match of the night, but I gave it a three out of five. Yeah. Alright. Now, uh, real quick, the, uh, the, this one, we're doing four or five, because I do five. Uh, five. Okay, cool. Yeah. Alright, All right. and then yeah. the, the, the main event, kind of-ish, it um, the Dudleys versus Dreamer and Sandman. Um, which, which would divulge into a giant brawl. Which at the, the I mean that that match in itself, Dreamer. Another thing, no one gives Dreamer any freaking credit for being an actually good wrestler. If you watch some of his Eastern Championship wrestling matches yeah. before ECW came about, the guy can go. I also love something out. Paul Heyman's promo. Oh, where man, he's destroying. Why did we forget that? He's destroying them. Um, it, it was really good. Uh, yes. I respect Paul Heyman Absolutely. a lot. 
Um, sometimes the way he used promos, especially around this time, kind of annoyed me. He yeah. does he does that thing where he like leans on the ropes and like shakes his arm and stuff. That's just nitpicks. That that stuff kind of annoys me. I understand that. It's, it, it's his shoot that really gets me with especially uh, JBL. Oh. Oh, well, JBL's was good, but He's Edge was hide your wives. Here's Edge, and it's like Edge. Matt freaking Hardy. I'm like, wow. Love Edge. He actually spits his water yeah. out. And then you have JBL with the only reason why you are champion for so long is because Triple H doesn't want to work Tuesdays. I'm like, God, dude, that stinks, that, man. Uh, I will say that. Yeah, JBL and Edge took it well though. They yeah. took them, uh, but. Like I said, we have the Dudley Boys and the Tommy Dreamer match. Um, it was really good. It's really sad, though, that they dubbed over Sandman and Steam. Because I, I remember seeing on YouTube, when Sandman comes out to enter the Sandman, the whole crowd is, like, yeah. blistering loud. Yeah, he, uh, he but that's ECW. Um, I honestly don't remember Rob Van Dam coming out to walk. Um, so I don't know if they dubbed over that or not. I don't. I don't think he came out to walk. I'll have to look that up yeah. and find out. And and because Pantera's music is a lot harder to get than Metallica's. Yeah, Metallica. Yeah, there's the people that own the Pantera, uh, the Anselmo mm-hmm. uh, people. They're they're weird. Uh, um. So we kind of run through what happened. So before the match starts, the BWL comes out. God. <laughs> um. It was. And Hollywood Nova, Stevie Richards, and the Blue Me. Yeah. And then um, after that, Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten came out with steel chairs. They took out the BWO. Um, and then after that, we have some nor- the we have match. match starts. Yeah. Cheese grater. Woohoo! Um, so, by the way, Simon Dean was actually, um, he's one of the BWO, which yeah. I. I didn't know if anyone knew that. Yeah. But um Kid Cash comes out as well. Um Kid Rock Kid Cash he comes out. Yeah. Um after that we have the Sweet Impact Players, song. Francine, Beulah McGillicuddy, Spike Dudley. Oh that Beulah McKillow dude when Beulah comes in, saves Tommy Dreamer. For those who don't know, Beulah and Tommy Dreamer have been married for a very long time. Um she comes in, she saves, they hug, and they split up and her hair just before this, Tommy Dreamer is busted open hard yeah. and cheese grated on his head. So he is covered full, full on Ric Flair crimson mask and hugs his wife. She go, They break up and she's got just goo and hair matted with blood. And I'm like, that's disgusting. But still, it's ECW. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. it divulges in Stone Cold coming out. Yeah, he goes out there. He calls out all the WWE superstars. There's a big um, stare down brawl. JBL infamously, legitimately attacks Blue Meanie. Yeah, and busts him up the hard way. But they get they get revenge on him later on. Oh when yeah, Steve Richards. Bubba uh, saved him. Yeah, yeah. When Steve Richards clocks him with a steel chair. Yeah. Um, Taz comes out. Locks in the Taz mission on uh, Angle again. Um, and it all ends with uh, Benoit giving the, the diving headbutt. Kill him. Kill him. Oh, um, man. But Mysterio does 619. That's good. And then we get the stunner from, uh, from Austin. 
Uh, as a segment, it was... I actually gave the whole thing a four because it was pure I think I gave it a four as well. I mean... But, I mean, the Bubba Ray pulling JBL. JBL is getting stomped out in that corner, like full-blown stomps. And Bubba pulls him out and then looks at him, and JBL is like, oh. And Bubba was like, you good. He said, you good. And then clocks him. <laughs> it's like, it was, a, it was a pull punch, but he yeah. still, he hit him so JBL could turn around and run to the crowd, to the, to the rest of his crew. But the fact that it went it went that far was yeah. kind of like, jeez, man. Um, I gave it a four as well. Yeah. Um, something interesting about this whole whole event is they're kind of building this main event match to be Tommy Dreamer's final match, yeah. which we all know it's not. No. No one ever really retires. Even Shawn Michaels didn't really retire. No. Um, and after the show ends, the crowd chanted, was chanting, thank you, Tommy. Yes. Um, and then Bubba Ray Dudley took the mic and said, this is all for you. You did this. Thank you so much. And that's how they ended um, One Night Stand there in the crowd. Um, I think we don't have to say it. Match of the night was Lance Storm and Chris Jericho. <laughs> Absolutely. Worst Even match of the night was, yeah. was Benoit Guerrero, yeah. which you'd never think. For me, I would yeah. never think I'd ever say that. Well, I mean, I'll have to, like, to for people listening, I gave the final segment more bells than the Lance Storm and Chris Jericho. Yeah. But that was... It had nothing to do with wrestling. It More was, of a segment rather yeah, than a... Yeah, so it was the best match was Lance and uh, Lance and Jericho. For sure. Um, you got a favorite star of the night? Someone that really stood out for the whole night? Uh, no, no one really... That that was one of the things I had... One of the problems I had with it is no one stood out in that whole thing. Yeah. It was more like just a, a homecoming. Just like, oh, yeah, remember this guy? Stuff like that. So um, I would um, honestly say maybe Taz because he got the biggest pop. I was probably gonna say it was Sandman. Sandman, yeah, he got a pretty pretty loud pop too. So. Um, worst of the night. Oh, uh, you know what? Because I can't offhandedly remember a Lil Guido, because I don't, I don't remember, remember he did. That's good. Yeah, uh, I it was it was almost Chris Benoit or Eddie Guerrero. It would have to be Eddie because yeah, Benoit was didn't do anything. Yeah. But, I mean, personally, could have been Charlotte. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> You're right. I forgot. It's Charlotte. Okay, sweet. Uh, spot of the night. Backflip off the... Off to the me, it's, uh, he does a suicide dive after he power bombs uh, Tanaka through the table. Dude, that, what suicide, was that? I don't know. But it was cool. I liked it. You just yeah. did suicide. I mean, you just see him go to the table, and then you just see a body fly on the And I loved it. Heck? I just loved it. Worst part of the night, like your box of the night. Oh, uh, the box. Well, I didn't really catch any I'm going to go ahead matches. and take it, take the whole Benoit and Jericho mat, or the, match, and just make that the box of the night. Okay, because I didn't really see a, I didn't see a botch that really was like, oof, you know? It was mainly just... You got a quote of the night? Was it would have been oh, Hamian, JBL. Hamian, yeah, oh, it was JBL. Hamian, uh, because if uh, you would only be you, you're only champion for so long because Triple H didn't work one or Tuesday. So I that's, agree. That's um, like, Ouch. Worst quote than I, I think is by far um, when they're getting she leaves and chair out and he goes, "Oh, your mother taught me how." That's the stupidest thing I think of any room would say. But I still have to go with Steve Austin's killing. Hindsight. Like, you might have got me convinced on that one. Yeah, yeah it's a killer mindset. God bless, dude. Okay. 
Um, oh, what would you give the show uh, out of five? Bells. Probably three. I agree, three. Yeah. Three bells out of five. Because it wasn't terrible, wasn't great. So far, for our retro review, we did Royal Rumble 2003, Extreme Rules 2010, 2010. I thought it was 2014. Maybe 2010. One of the two. It was one of the two. And then this current show right now. Out of those two, where are you ranking them at? I think the um, worst that we've seen has been the Royal Rumble. Rumble. Easily. And this was actually, I think this show cohesively was better than it was better than Extreme Rules 2010. Cohesively. I think I agree. I think yeah. it's only gotten better from here. Yeah. We're, we're doing better on picking the but, shows out, for sure. Uh, you have... Fan questions. Uh, yes, these are these are all yours. Questions, man. questions, 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 questions. You say, oh, we're going to do all four. We're going to do the four of them. We're gonna yeah, we can do all four of them. Let's do the four of them. We're, we yeah, already we're discussed right. one of them, but I think it can open up a great conversation. Yeah, we can do that one last since yeah. that's more of a... Um, here's an easy one. Bring If you could bring one pay-per-view back, um, and what we'll do is we'll say you bring the pay-per-view back with its set. It's not like your new version of it. You bring it back with the set and everything. You bring one pay-per-view back. Uh, King of the Ring as a full blown pay per view, not a the champ the winner of King of the Ring and then a bunch of matches. I want a full blown tournament in one night. I would totally bring that back. So there are two that I'm, I'm thinking about. Yeah. One of them would be this would be an unpopular opinion, but Breaking Point. I thought you were going to say Taboo Tuesday. No. Ooh. Actually, oh. <laughs> Deep cut, man. Because you really, could really vote now. Oh, it's yeah. all about social media. Yeah, dude. But they would still turn out how they wanted to. Yeah. Um, no, dude. It was... Uh, I just blanked on what I just said. Sorry. Taboo Tuesday had me so... Uh, dude. Cyber, Cyber Sunday. Oh, who was it? Who was it? <laughs> ah, oh, uh, he's Breaking Point. Breaking Point. Yeah. I, I I just the idea of a full submission theme pay-per-view was really yeah. cool. I really liked it, but but that actually that wouldn't be it for me. I don't think. No. Um, Fatal Four Way. The the original Fatal Four Way. To the two thousand nine Fatal yeah. Four Way. I can get to the nine. That was one of my favorite pay-per-views yeah. because I think if I remember right, all every match would have to be contested in a Fatal Four Way, and it just made the night way way more interesting. I would bring that back. Um, neither of those had a set, I don't think. No. But if I picked a mat, if I picked a pay per view just based off set, it would be like Unforgiven or something yeah. like that. But I love Unforgiven or Bad Blood. What, what about the backlash with the hooks that swung? Yeah, that was. Did we, have, we just had backlash. They didn't do anything. Yeah. We didn't no. do their performance well, center, but they weren't going to do anything anyways. But, so, so you no know Taboo Tuesday. No, no. But maybe, I think, do you remember? Maybe Taboo one night Taboo. only in in England. But do you remember Taboo Tuesday at all? I remember Cyber Sunday. Okay, Cyber Sunday, same thing. But yeah. you remember the choices you had? It was you could either have a regular match or a cage match, and you're like. Well, well, yeah, obviously, like, and then suddenly they pick the regular match sometimes. Yeah, you're like, like, like who? And and the choices that you got in those were just so. I think stupid. one was like, who's going to face Johnson tonight? Is it going to be Chris Jericho, Christian, or Eugene? Yeah, what? Like, yeah, the the, que- the choices you got were horrible. I still wonder if any of it was a shoot or if any of it was. Real. No, it was all set up for. I f- that's about the time I was there. It was all. I figured so. Yeah. Um, anyway, so my final sense. my final answer would would actually be like I don't forgiven probably yeah I just like the set so like, I would have to have the king but I would want the thing is is I would want uh, the uh, four matches I would want four matches and then the winner of those goes on and then you have 
the full-blown tournament in King of the Ring. Hear me out. For those four matches, do you do, like... 16. Do you do, like... Hear me out. Yeah. SmackDown, Raw, NXT, 205 Live. What you could do... Everyone gets a chance. What you could do with that, because you could actually make it work, in that you could have uh, a SmackDown tournament on SmackDown, and then NXT, Raw... 205, all of them together, and, and, then, on, and then on King of the Ring, mix them. Hear me out, hear yeah. me out. So we do a SmackDown tournament, yeah. Raw tournament, NXT, and uh, 205 Live, and it all leads to a Fatal 4 a match for the King of the Ring at our Fatal 4 pay-per-view. Could, you could even do that. But I would say you take the to the final two on all the tournaments... And then at the King of the Ring pay-per-view, mix them up. you mix them up. You basically do what you do with the Royal Rumble, have the, the you pick your own number. And then we could have a 205 Live Guy versus SmackDown, but the problem with that is it could end in a SmackDown versus SmackDown or something like that. So it'd be, it'd be interesting. It'd be, it'd be cool. Um, next question is ranking your favorite eras. Okay. Um, so let's classify the eras here. Yeah, you have, do this. we'll say territory, era. Are you talking about like before rock and wrestling? Yeah. Okay. So we have territories. Um, we got rock and wrestling. Cool. Uh, we have a new generation. Now that rock and wrestling, you're you're adding in the eighties too. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Then the new generation. That's like yeah. ninety two to the Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels era. Yeah, ninety yeah. to like ninety six. Yeah. Then you got Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Um, ruthless. Ruthless. Uh, the what was it? They called the reality era. Oh yeah, PG before reality. It was PG before reality. PG was two thousand eight to like two thousand and thirteen, and then reality. Yeah, I would say that. And we're currently still in the reality era. Yeah, we're still in the reality era. So you have that right there. All right. Um, how many we got? We got. That's a lot. Seven. Yeah. See, I think it will be easier if you go number one to your least favorite. I think that'll be ten times easier. So number okay, number one for me is ruthless. That would be mine as well. Um, number two for me would be the attitude era. That would be where I'd be headed to. Um, this is where we're going to devolve right here. Number three. I already know what you're gonna say. Number three would be PG for me. Yes, not for me. See, three. See I'm, I'm at that FPG thing. PG would be absolute last. For me. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Yours is rock and wrestling. Actually, no. I really thought it was rock and wrestling. No, that's... Because uh, you grew up with, it's grew up a really, with Macho Man. It's a really close one for me because it's it's kind of a tie between New Gen and, uh, really? and rock and wrestling. So, actually, I was actually going to go Ruthless, Attitude, Rock and Wrestling, slash New Gen... Because uh, those two together for me was that this those two together were my area of That's when I got into it. See, this is why I stayed with PGs because PG yeah, has exactly. the 08 from thirteen, and I was a teenager then. And yes. I enjoyed those, so that's so I'm you, got, a, you had ruthless, ruthless attitude, attitude PG. Then PG, and then your ruthless attitude, and I had. Rock and Wrestling slash New Gen. Yeah. So I go from PG to New Gen. Oh, that's cool. And then I go to Reality, Rock and Wrestling. No, no. Reality, Territories, yeah. and Rock and Wrestling. That's where I fall. I like 
I do like the territory stuff more than the rock and wrestling. Yeah. Just for the pure fact that I hate Hulk Hogan. I can uh, completely and Hulk understand. Hogan runs rock and wrestling. Yes, I completely. Um, if it wasn't that. for Macho Man. Yeah. And like Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. See, that's where um, I'm Junkyard Dog. Yeah. Uh, Million Dollar Man, Andre the Giant. I would. That would be. Yeah. I, I think it. Hulk Hogan ruined it, but I don't. I think Ultimate Warrior didn't help. So, yeah, I forgot about how much I hate off the word. I like territory stuff just because I like to see how they used to do it. Um, if you can, I don't know if it's still on the network. AWA. It's, still on, the it's network. on the network. Check out Kevin Nash's stuff from AWA. Dude uh, is a killer. Someone AWA. I love, and I, it's because, it's it's simply because of Dark Side of the Ring. Gino, uh, Gino Hernandez. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I watched his old stuff. His promos are golden. They're like, they're, Kill. he's like the Italian Ric Flair. Yeah. It's great. He's and I like awesome. New Gen too, because I like yeah. watching the, the Razor Ramon stuff. And, yeah. um, this is before, like, this is, I mean, this Hale is, and Razor Ramon. if New Gen wouldn't have happened, if we wouldn't have had that, we wouldn't have Money in the Bank matches. Yeah. Because without Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels and that ladder match. Now, there were ladder matches before that. Yeah. That's what people don't understand. Is like, that was not the first ever Yeah, originally it was a painter's ladder. Yes. It was just straight up. Yeah. And But this, but that put ladder matches on the map. Yeah. And we would not have I, Money in the Bank. I can go back and watch New Gen pay-per-views. Absolutely. Just, and just chill and watch an episode of Old School Raw and just chill and... Watch the Monday Night War begin. I love the Attitude Era as well. I and I I enjoy us. our current wrestling, um, yes, to a degree. Yeah. But nothing beats Ruthless for me. Ruthless is where it's at because that's where um, I kind of fell out of wrestling for a while, and the I was like, wasn't enjoying it as much. I still watched it every every Monday, but I was like, man, this is horrible. But then what got it for me, and this is. I, I mean this in all sincerity. What got it for me was when the radicals came in. When the yeah. radicals came in for me, that it was a whole new ball game. I'm like, oh, this Chris Benoit because I watched WCW too. My like Chris Benoit in WW, I think it was WWF at the time. Yeah, yeah, it was WWF at the time. It was Chris Benoit, and I loved Dean Malenko, and I loved Eddie Guerrero, Perry Saturn. I was kind of in, yeah. on, but I remember him from ECW. So I'm like, yeah, this is going to be great. These guys are going to be with the big boys. And they changed the game. They did. Period. Changed the game. Because they, they proved that the little guy can do it. I love it. So next question is the Survivor Series Dream Team. Yes. So do you want me to go first? You go first because I'm going to do this. All right. So we're going to do a traditional five. Traditional five. You name your captain, your four. And, and this is a little added... If anyone gets related, what order? If anyone gets eliminated, what order do they get related? Eliminated if they were to. So, um, my captain for my Survivor Series team is Eddie Guerrero. Um, it goes Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Macho Man, Randy Orton, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, we were only off by yeah, two. Let's see. I, I knew it. Uh, I would do Benoit, Eddie, Macho Man, CM Punk, and Jericho. CM Punk for the mic skills. CM Punk and Jericho talk the whole time and run the game because they can also go in the ring. So, but Captain, I would actually go with Benoit. So, they're, they're a little different on that. I would go with actually, Eddie. No, I would go with Macho Man as the captain because he was he would be the, uh, the veteran. 
So no, I'm just thinking. I'm just imagining like yeah. the amount of charisma between Eddie, yeah, Macho Man, oh, yeah. and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, add Jericho in there. Well, you have Benoit getting the work done, and Randy Orton is just being Randy Orton. Yeah. But actually, what I'm gonna do? I don't want to, but I'm going to. I'm yeah. going to. I'm getting <laughs> rid of Shawn Michaels. Ooh. I'm replacing him with. Mysterio. Yeah. Here's why. You got three. Yeah, Macho Man's really not that big, height wise. No, he's not. You got you got four, four little guys. Randy Orton and Randy Orton's really not that big either. (laughs) Your team's really good too. It's little. And in the order of eliminations, I would have Randy Orton drop first. Here's why. He's been sold Survivor like six times. He'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll have Ray go out. Benoit go out, and all that's left is Macho and Eddie. And I'll have Macho go out and have Eddie be the sole survivor. Yeah. If if it happens. If it happens, which it could never happen. Yeah. For me, CM Punk would be out first because he would be running the mouth and get knocked out. Yeah. Uh, Jericho, same thing, running the mouth, get knocked out. Uh, I would actually have Macho go out next, and he would come down to uh, Benoit and Eddie, and then I would have Eddie sandbag Benoit. Benoit's out. Eddie's sole survivor. <laughs> yeah, Eddie screw over. Yeah. I, I could see, you know, it'd be a great ending for that. It'd be like Benoit's in the ring against, I don't know, let's just say John Cena. Referee's pay attention to John Cena. I almost put John Cena on my team instead of Punk. Eddie yeah. comes in with a chair, does a chair smack, tosses yeah. it to Benoit. Just so Eddie can be the sole survivor. Yeah. And he'll be like, the paycheck, Holmes, the paycheck. Yeah. yeah All right, so our last question <laughs> was, if you could change one thing, if you could erase one event. Tragic or... Tragic or good. Yeah. What would you change? I liked your answer the best, so I'm going to let you go. I would change the death of Eddie Guerrero. And I was about to say, no, nah, because a lot of good things came out of that, but you changed my mind on that. When you answered. Because if Eddie Guerrero doesn't die, the chances are Benoit won't die. You have Ben and you have Benoit and Eddie both alive yes. to, to carry on. Now Benoit was gonna go behind the scenes or whatever sooner or later. Oh yeah. And I'm sure Eddie would have retired by two thousand ten. Yeah. But you have five years of Eddie Guerrero left. Yeah. And I mean, we wouldn't. We probably wouldn't have gotten Vicky Guerrero's awesome heat, nuclear heat manager. Uh, but I would sacrifice that to have Eddie back. Bonus question. Yeah. Let me give you Eddie, Benoit, and a Macho Man in his prime in the current atmosphere. Yeah. You can sign one to Impact, one to AEW, one to WWE. Where are you going? Uh, let's see. I already know what I got. I'm trying. I gotta think for a second, but I got okay. So I would do Eddie to AEW. Ah, because I was gonna put him in the E. No, I do Eddie to AEW because oh, man. Vicky's in the AEW, and I think those two together could work. Could have been if they would have gotten something for, I mean, long term because they yeah. did actually have some storylines together. But if they would have got something long term. Both heel, excuse me, and heel Eddie together would have been absolutely glorious. I would have just kept Eddie in WWE because Humberto Carrillo 
Andrade, Angel Garza, Rey Mysterio, New LWO. Dominic. You have a big faction. Eddie's like the yeah. supreme leader of this faction. New LWO. Absolutely. But yeah. I would uh, do Benoit in the E just because I would, bad choice of words, I would kill to see Benoit versus AJ Styles. I want Benoit in AEW because he would literally tear through their roster. And I would love to see Benoit versus like John Moxley. Yeah. And like a Street Fighter, Benoit and Omega. Yeah. Benoit and Jericho, Fat Jericho. But we both went with Macho Man and Impact. Because it'd be he cool. fits. It'd be he so fits. cool. It's over the top. Just yeah. ridiculousness. Oh, oh, dude, no. Randy, uh, Randy Savage to Ring of Honor with Jay Lethal, Black Machismo. Black Machismo and Randy Savage together. That would be gold. Oh my god. That would be gold. We, we don't even need to get started on Jay Lethal, man. That would be another 15 minutes. Yeah. And the, we have a deep love for Jay Lethal. So. Well, that has been the podcast today. Yeah. Send in your questions um, to D-R-E-E-N-A-T-I-O-N at iCloud.com. D-R-E-E-N-A-T-I-O-N at iCloud.com. Um, I know, right? It's easy just to say it. Dreenation at iCloud.com. I just hate, I hate my email address. But like, I can't even use mine. But I like, I don't like to say it out loud, but I have so much stuff attached to it, I don't want to change it. Well, see, that's, that's mine. It's like, I was known under a different, I used to have a wrestling podcast known under a different name. He already knows this. Yeah. And I quit doing that podcast, so I sold that name to somebody. They, they wanted it over in England. So I sold it to them, and the part of the contract was I get to keep my email address, which is the name at gmail.com, and I, I'm like, dude, I have to keep that because everything goes to that email address. And yeah. like, oh, no, you can keep it. It's cool. And I was like, all right. Nice. Can't, can't ever say they, it. they instead went with the name podcast at gmail.com. Oh, so yeah. it was actually, it actually worked out, but it, at the same time, it has the word cast in it twice, which is weird. <laughs> Well, we thank you for listening. Um, please share this and like it and vote it up on Apple if it's on Apple. I think it's on Apple. It's on Spotify and everything else. Well, what we were thinking, maybe we are not saying it will happen. Maybe starting reviews on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. We really have to think about that one because that's a Today's lot Sunday. of work. I will watch do, Raw tomorrow night. We would have to do it every Sunday because it would be like after the week. We could do those on Saturdays. We could record them. But it, it's just, it would be away really, from Yeah, it would be really rough, though, because, I mean, there's no guarantee that we can watch every Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. We both work a lot. So it's, uh, it's something we would have to think about. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I'll try to, I'll see if I can cut enough time out this week to watch them all, watch all three of them. If it sounds like a great idea, you can email. Yeah, and yeah, send me some emails. Let me know if you want that to happen. Yeah. And also, um, we have, what, two weeks before Extreme Rules? Two weeks. Send in a suggestion. It has to be Extreme Pay-Per-View. It can only be... We have three one-night stands left. We should add any yeah, any ECW because that's Extreme. Okay. Send us, uh, send, you can send us any ECW pay-per-view, um, any of the one-night stands, and any Extreme Rules besides the one we've already reviewed. And uh, whichever one has the most votes, we will review next. Whenever that may be. Yeah, but we have two we weeks until Extreme Rules. Because I got hockey on Sundays and everything. So, this is Adrian. 
Darren. And we are signing out on the No Disqualifications Podcast.